Can you hear me? No, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission's scumbag. Welcome. This is uh, episode six of the O Show. The official podcast of the SBFFL, uh, proud viewership of literally dozens. Uh, today on the cast, we got Jimmy Ryan joining us, uh, the doctor himself. Jim, thanks for coming on. Uh, as is tradition, why don't you tell the league a little bit about uh, what you're doing, what what uh, school's like, and uh, what kind of doctor you're trying to be? All right, so, you know, fourth-year school, so be a doctor by the next draft. Uh, hold that over everyone's head. Um, and right now I'm in, uh, beautiful South Chicago, kicking it with the gangsters, trying not to get shot, um, uh, just rotating across the country and, right. uh, going into orthopedic surgery. Yeah. You, uh, you drove there from Virginia, right? I did. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, 12 hours, um, mostly, um, just driving through Indiana and Ohio, and it was absolutely miserable. Horrifying. Um, so when I asked the league, you know, if they had any questions for you, overwhelmingly they uh, they were curious as to whether or not we'd get league prescription pads um, and uh, whether or not their health care would be free so long as they come to your practice. Uh, so about the prescription pads, DEA uh, controlled um Substances are actually online now, so I can't I can't hook anyone up with the prescription pads. Um, but I'm happy to give free rectals um, whenever whenever it's possible. Uh, it's encouraged to come see me, even though I won't be doing that in practice. Uh, you know, it's become a hobby of mine. Dope. I, I'm been curious about my colon health. Um, yeah, uh, really. Dave Mariano's the only one to take me up on it so far. Yeah, and he won't stop calling me. And as he should, you know, you got to get that good experience in. Um, you know, Bob's an old guy, and you could really save the family a lot of money by just taking over his health care. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, since I got you on, and uh, it's it's t- topically relevant after the write-up this week, um, I want to ask you what you think about uh, my five reasons that I'd vote for Donald Trump over Bob Ryan. Um, you know, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting them in front of me here, you know, and you know, I think voting for Donald Trump over Bob Ryan is reasonable because, you know, uh, Trump's a fantastic candidate. Um, temperament, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, you know, tr- Trump's a winner, and, you know, com- comparing Bob to, to a 14-year-old terrier, you know, I, I've seen people come within 100 yards of his house, and, you know, he, he's notorious for, for um, giving them an earful, especially uh, he, he has this paranoia that people come and leave gum wrappers on our driveway, you know, and this is really story. Yeah. Uh, he thinks it's me and Dave, um, but anyone he sees walking past, you know, he's, he's suspicious. Does he stand out in the front window and just kind of glare menacingly? Uh, no, that was, that was Grandma Betty's deal. Grandma oh, Betty nice. just stares out the window like it's, it's going out of style. 
Nice. I like that. You know, somebody's got to be like neighborhood sheriff, neighborhood watch. You know, it's a that's a good service. Yeah, you pay good money for that, in in, in other neighborhoods. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you don't you don't get that you don't get that elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also feel Bob's just a he's just a liability on foreign policy. I think the guy's a wild card, and we we could be in war all over the fucking globe if 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 Bob had his, his finger on the triggers. Um, yeah, you know, Bob, Bob would be, you know, bombing every, every country east of, uh, east of, uh, South Carolina at this point. But, um, I mean, potentially they could deserve it, so I'm not, you know. I, I can confidently state that every single country probably deserves, probably deserves some sort of action from the U.S. military, uh, you know, uh, east of South Carolina. So, on the immigration front, I kind of feel like I also should have named that kind of like the the uh, deportation front because I feel like any time like a, a a Bucks O lineman you know missed an assignment that Bob would probably just like he'd kind of be Putin esque where he'd have like a Siberia set up and he would just be shipping guys pretty much from the sidelines straight to the American Siberia for you know uh, you know in prison camps and things like that. You know. If you've ever watched a Bucks game with, with with my dad, he's more he's less Putin and more just a Stalin. Oh, um, you know he, he this it's on repeat of him just saying he sucks, get him out of here. He sucks, get him out of here. And you know from watching the Bucks, it's usually true. Um, but you know if someone sneezes the wrong way, my dad's screaming to cut him. So you know I agree, uh, and I think that's one reason why I think uh, him and Trump are similar. Do you um, do you feel like Bob should have built wrong. a bigger fence in the backyard? <laughs> now we got an invisible fence. Uh, I think Bob <laughs> Bob's got a Bob's, you know he's trying to fence one thing in the dog and he's outsmarted it. Uh, so I think that's where he's superior to Trump. I think if we built the invisible fence and put collars on all and every Mexican, uh, that would potentially solve this issue. I don't I know. Bob, Bob would be pushing. I don't know if that's the smartest or the most racist thing I've ever heard said out loud, but I'm on board with it. Yeah, why not? I, wow. I think Bob's hair is much better than Trump's, and you know I'm proud to have it in my in my family lineage. Only issue is that you know uh, going through medical school, you find out that baldness comes from your your mother's side. So uh, you know it's it's gonna be a mystery for me. Yeah, luckily uh, fate dealt me a pretty good hand there. Uh, Christine Mariano's father died at like. 86 with a full head of gray hair. It was a beautiful sight to see. I was really proud of him. There you um, go. And my mom, my mom's dad was bald and colorblind. I'm already one of the two. <laughs> if I get both, I'm going to be pissed off. Oh, I, there, I think of you every time I see those NFL color rush jerseys, and it just gives me, uh, man, just it, it gives me a smile. Yeah, that Jets-Bills game last year was bullshit. You know, I... That, I guess there's nothing they can do, you know. They're not they're obviously not trying to discriminate against uh, you know, the uh color disabled, but God, that is too funny to imagine you sitting home just watching two gray teams go at it. They're both green. Oh, both green. Okay. Oh, you're red color yeah. blind, is that the thing? Red green. It's, you know, it's impossible to explain. So you just see this muddy mix of red green issue. Yeah, you know, it's one time, you know, I, I like moved closer to the TV and I thought that both teams changed uniforms at halftime when I was watching college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the first 
time I realized how severe my color blindness was. That's amazing. Uh, we had a guy in the office who was colorblind here. Uh, he doesn't work here anymore. But it used to give me so much happy. He was, I think he had, a, he did not have red green colorblind. He was more like full blown colorblind, and he would come in with like, you know, like black pants, a navy shirt, and brown shoes, and it would just every single time, like it would be hysterical because he had no idea that the clothes he put on were different colors. You know, I it I use it to my advantage where I spend less time getting ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't care about matching because you know, even if something is like. Uh, if I'm doing it on purpose because I don't have time and because I just can use that as an excuse. So, you know, if there's any way to play your own personal disability to your advantage, I've learned that, that you have to do it. I come from the Gary Mariano school of, you know, all those things you take advantage of. I, one of my favorite stories of all time is when we were going to the movies at Regal and uh, Gary was in the middle of chemo. And I want to say it was like me, Kardash, I don't remember who else was in the car, probably another guy or two from the league, maybe Flesta. And Dello, maybe I don't know. And we uh, were in massive traffic, and the movie's in like ten minutes, and we're like maybe five minutes outside the house. And he's like, "You know what? <sighs> Hold on, boys!" And he just gets in the he just gets in the shoulder and drives ten miles in the shoulder to get to the movies on time. And we're like, "Dad, what are you doing? You can't do this!" And he's like, "He's like, boys, I've got a colostomy bag. There's no chance this cop's writing me a ticket." And we made it to the movie on time, and and life was good. And uh, yeah, was. he also has a, learned that from an older brother who, while he was uh, having treatment for leukemia, would walk up to like every airline hostess and every hotel hostess, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I have leukemia. Anything you can do for me?" And just get endless upgrades and shit like that because he just thought it was hilarious. So it's it's genetic. It's Mariano family. We're we're medical scammers. So I can't slight you at all for using it to your advantage. Yeah, and, and that's why you know Dave had a kidney stone. He wants me to you know play with the genitals, and and it's only worked once. But you know, I can definitely see where those genes come from. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's uh, you know let's move on from Bob. I think his record you know it it speaks for itself. And if we ever have like a league election, maybe we can put it to the test. But uh, Tell me about uh, how you feel about being ranked third in the power rankings. I feel like that's a pretty good ranking. Yeah, no, it's a good ranking. You know, this whole God hates the Ryan thing. So I think, you know, I think you're just you're telling yourself that because you know whatever the combined ra- uh, record of the Marion family is right now, I know it's probably one in seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's uh, correct. Yeah, we'll let that we'll let that speak for itself. You know, but God hating the Ryans doesn't mean you guys can't win games or that you can't all make the playoffs. It's just that you know it's going to go down in flames. You guys are like Cleveland, and I don't see a LeBron. We're, on like, we're like Cleveland, but but I'm pretty sure we have the most championships in this league. If you in this league, family. Yeah. What do you have? One. You got one. And what's bad? Have one. I think that's two. I think me and Dave are still ahead of you because Dave's got a few, and I've got one. Dave has. One with Bobby, and he counts one where he drafted Fortune's team. I kind of, well, that one's counted in the history books. There's an asterisk next to it, but it's counted. All right, well, there's three with an asterisk versus three total. And I think he, our family has been in the league for less time. Oh, okay. I think he had another one, but um, at least in my brain he did, so maybe not. Maybe it's just years of just adding fake numbers like I do to everything. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it, it, as, as much as I wanted to, I... Uh, 
I just couldn't bring myself to put you any lower than three because you're undefeated today, and I just have to rest assured that uh, you know the league will step up and knock you off your pedestal in 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 short order. Um, as long as Adam Humphreys on the squad, we're not losing the game. God, Adam Humphreys is not good at football. You know, he had nine catches for a hundred yards two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, How many points did you get in your in your matchup for that? Uh, you know, next question. <laughs> I plead fifth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? Well, let's get into our uh, our segment this week, which was uh, your idea, a fantastic idea by you, I may say. And uh, we're going to get into NFL player comps for every single guy in the league. Uh, we're going to go guy by guy, assign you your NFL comp, and explain why, and uh and Jim, you want to start us off because uh, we're going to talk about my team first. So I want to hear what you got for me. Lay it on, send it out. You know, what do you think? Um, you know, I think this is an obvious one. It's kind of a cop out, but it has to be done. You're, you're obviously Roger Goodell. Uh, I don't think there's a single person in the league that uh, enjoys your presence. I think everyone's interactions with you are clearly fake. Um, you, you know, you rule the league with an iron fist, and I respect that. You like taking people's money. Um, but I'm pretty sure half the league wants to uh, physically assault you, and and they only don't because they want to remain in the league. Uh, so I think it's a fair statement to say that you're the Goodell. I can't I can't run from that. You know I I think there's a lot of things that are true there. I uh, I take it as a an honor. You know there's no more uh, absurd and ridiculous commissioner in sports right now who's playing by his own set of rules and just not taking no for an answer than than Big Raj. And I, I, I love it. Most guys would think that's an insult. I think it's a compliment. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not an insult. It's just fact. All right. Well, uh, for, what do you got for my partner? Anything? Or do you want me to throw one out? Because I got one. Uh, I know I you've got a good one for us. So I'll All let right. you let you handle it. I got staying culture comps, Heinz Ward, which has been a Dello comp his whole life just for the fact that he's actually an Asian guy playing football. But I think it goes deeper than that because – Hans Ward's not afraid to do the dirty work. Guy's not afraid to block. Guy's not afraid to work the slot. And guy's not afraid to give a big post-game vi- uh, speech after a win where he's just gloating, getting in people's face. And that's pretty much what we ask for at Adelo in our organization. He's got to hit the waiver wire. Kid has got to. Uh, I, I got to use him in trades as like a you know a buffer where like when I talk myself into a crazy trade by accident and then I, I don't have any way to get out of it, I can just be like, oh, Adelo said no. And the kids' shit talk game is pretty solid for a guy who otherwise isn't contributing all that much. So, I, I think it's fantastic. I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think the similarities don't just end at the Asian. Uh, yeah, no, I you know I, I agree with that, and and a, a lot of my drive over um, you know to to Chicago was listening to the podcast, and then most recent episode, you know I I really enjoyed Della's contributions. I think I think we need more more Della. Uh, on the podcast, I'm going to be honest. I might be in the minority there, um, but, you know, whether he was trying to be funny or not trying to be funny, I generally laughed at everything he said. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the kid did well, and, you know, most people... In- he said he works the waiver wire and then cited something like four years ago. No, he's, he's been like, saying that for years. Since we, we, we won the title off the backs of two players that he picked up on waivers. I don't think he's picked up a guy since, but he's still <laughs> taking credit for that, which I'm okay. He's in charge of that. Um it's it's kind of similar to how everyone is giving Dello big time credit for adding music to the background of last week's pod when that absolutely did not happen. Um, 
<laughs> there is only one man editing podcasts around here, and I assure you, it is not our my Asian counterpart, who we've already proved cannot do math and does not know how to use computers. So, why <laughs> why I'm toting that Asian man around, I have no idea. Yeah, he is an anomaly, that's for sure. Um, but you know what? He adds he has value in a lot of different ways. He Delo's no, value can't be measured on the stat sheet. I think he needs to be you know like your Stephen Colbert for early you know. Daily Show when he was making contributions, small contributions each time. Yeah, him and Pop had a good show. I hope they put up another good one later this week. Um, and then, uh, so what do you got for uh, Dave Mariano? Uh, for Dave, we got to go Richard Sherman. Uh, ignorant, super ignorant, in your face, um, arrogant, uh, but but he backs it up. You know, he he's done well. Um, he. He's, pretty, he's a talented manager. You know, this year, this year he's off to a rough start. Um, blew it last year, similar to the Seahawks, but, you know, a couple of years ago, took home a ship. Uh, he's probably one of the best managers, um, largely, most likely due to his supporting cast. I'd like to see how he does somewhere else. Um, in my league, he has no partner, and he, you know, finishes in the bottom two or three every single year. So I think uh, his partner might be carrying him, but he, you know, he, he denies it whenever I press him on it. Uh, I think Sherman's a good contribution. I'd like to stress that he is not Stanford Sherman, and he'll never be Stanford Sherman. Uh, he's Compton Sherman. Oh, okay. Um, I went to a similar path. I went uh, Von Miller. Uh, I think it, you know, the the crazy antics and sack dances, kind of, and the and the and the crazy Madden commercials, kind of lines what lines itself well with Dave's logo game and his general personality as a rabble rouser and a guy who's not afraid to just tell you to your face that. You're a bum, and he, and and he's going to steal your players in the draft, and he's going to screw you in the waiver wire. Um, I think it just meshes well with that kind of personality. But I think Richard Sherman might be a better call. So shout out to you. Um, did you have anything for Flesta? You want me to give this one a shot? Um, for Flesta, you know, here's the deal. I you know I have him down here as Cam Chancellor, uh, as probably the better um, player compared to Richard Sherman. I think he boots Richard Sherman. He's one of the reasons why Sherman is, is so uh, successful. Um, but I feel like, you know, listening to the podcast last week, you know, Flesta was, was writing us off. You know, an 0-3 manager who, who was sitting talking talking game about an undefeated team, writing us off, counting us as a win. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it got to me a little bit. Because I realized that this Cam Chancellor was was no Cam Chancellor at all. I uh, I constructed a haiku um, to to uh, describe Flesta, and, and here it goes: uh, foolish, arrogant, can't read, can't dance, can't beat me. Flesta's zero and four. Um, so I don't really have a player for him, you know, because you know I don't think I don't think that uh, that trash talk warrants a player player contribution because it was completely based on nothing and you know he's eating his words this week you know we don't have enough haiku battles in this league because i i only expect that bob will return one with vigor uh next time he's on the pot either this week or next so that uh i'm really looking forward to his response and now we've gotten two pretty good haikus out of the ryan family it may be a calling for you guys maybe you didn't spend enough time in, uh you know committing your lives to poetry when really it's been your calling all along i think you might be right all right, so for this next one, all right, I got one I think you might like. Uh, for Troy Confessori, I put a Jameis Winston tag on him, and all I'll right. tell you why. 
because, you know, Troy came in the league last year, uh, you know, a lot of hype. There were some people who thought it would never work, thought he was a bum, thought he was a wild card, thought he was he partied too much, thought he just wasn't a relatively smart guy. And uh, But there were a lot of reports that said otherwise. And then, you know, the league, the year played out, and, he, you know, it was kind of promising, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, you know, some some things to be, you know, promised to be looking forward to in the future and other things that were kind of alarming. And, and then I think this year he's kind of taken a step up. Um, I don't know if the if the roster necessarily reflects that, but you know as an owner it's pretty clear that the guy can stick in this league and that whether or not he's a superstar that's not really the point. The guy's going to be able to hold his own and and I think it's a good addition for the league and I think Jameis is uh, you know looking like a pretty good guy at the helm for the Bucks. Yeah, you know you know I can definitely see that. I've got Jameis penned elsewhere that we'll get to. For, for Troy, I have Steve Gostowski. Um I think he's you know really known for his leg in this league. And uh, I think Dave Mariano has a crush on him. Oh, you know what? That's a hot take, and I, I think it's 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 welcome. Um, what do you got for uh, for for Matt O? Anything good? Uh, for Matt O, I slapped Monty Teo on him. Uh, I don't believe a word he says. He's probably the least trustworthy guy in the league. Completely uncivilized. Um, you know, the fact that he's trying to go the legit route as a cop. You know, it's not fooling me one bit. Uh, guys, just come back. You know what? That trumps anything I got here, and uh, I'm going to let that go on the record unrebutted. Um, let's move on. So, for uh, for Garrett, he's a he's a Carson Palmer to me. He, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because when, when Garrett started, you know, kind of underrated. Um, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of credit for his early you know early life accomplishments. He was you know, people were kind of down on him, and uh, then all of a sudden you get a change of scenery. And I think Garrett and the Arizona Cardinals, Carlson Palmer, Palmer have a lot in common. They all of a sudden had a renaissance with the new, new, uh, you know, new place, new partner. Juan came in, and, and Garrett just took off. Never had enough to get it done in the big game in the Super Bowl, but uh, all in all, turned himself into an All-Pro, you know, late in his career. And I, I think, it, I think it kind of plays. I think there's a lot of similarities there. I can see that. Um, you know, I went. I went another route with with Garrett. I uh, I'm going with Josh Gordon on him. Um, you know, every time you think that he's going to turn his personal life around, he, he just makes another mistake. Um, you know, he he missed my draft because he was on on vacation. You know, proposing to his now fiance or something uh, allegedly. I think he was in rehab. Uh, I don't believe him one for one second. I think you know, you know, he, he's got. He's got some serious off the field issues that I'm concerned about. Uh, you know, great great manager makes some good contributions to the league when he shows up. Uh, but you know, can't trust him off the field. Uh, <laughs> well, so what do you got for his partner? Uh, I think this one's obvious. Uh, this is Roberto Aguayo. Um, you know, Juan Perdomo, Roberto Aguayo sounds the same to me, honestly. And you know, he's you know. He's the type of guy who looks really good on paper. He's got a great resume, and then you get him in the league, and he screws you. You know, he's not who you thought he was, and he's just a major disappointment in general. Wow, that is a harsh criticism of that organization, and I can't say I disagree with it. You know, I, I have a different take. I, I think it's a pretty good organization. It, it's got a pretty good track record over the last three years, and uh, but otherwise. You know what? I'm I'm going to entitle you to your opinion, and uh, fuck, let's move on. That's that's great. Um, 
So next we got Russ and Eric. Um, do you want to start with Russ and I'll do Eric? Um, I, I'm sure you'd love to do Eric. Uh, I'm going to start with Russ and, and just say that uh, I think Russ is our league's Johnny Manziel. Um, just don't feel like his heart is in it. Uh, you know, I think that when he tries, he's, he's a talented member of the league. Um, but, you know, he's, you know, like last year, I think he did pretty well. Um, you know, he left the draft without saying goodbye to anyone this year. I mean, that's just a classic Manziel move. Uh, you know, what do you think about this? I, I like that one. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't put two and two together with the uh, with the leave in the draft, but that is shady behavior, and and it was frowned upon. And it, the league probably should have taken harsher action, similar to what's been going on in Johnny's life with the Browns. Um, fuck, it's a beautiful comp. Um, and, and then for his teammate, I'm going to go, um, you know, a little more mainstream here. I put a Curtis Martin tag on Eric Bernarski, uh, and I'll tell you why. Curtis Martin is a lunch pail guy. You don't hear, you didn't hear a lot about him. Uh, he wasn't sexy. He wasn't uh, in your face. He wasn't loud. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a guy who people talk shit about. He was a guy who got a lot of respect. And I think Eric Bernarski is that kind of guy. He's not showboating. He's not gloating. He's not taking the bait. I could send him a thousand. Uh, angry gifts, and, and the guy will never send me a response. But at the end of the day, he seems to have turned the organization around. As, as much as people may not like it, he's got Russ winning games. It's kind of like when Curtis Martin was taking Mark Sanchez's Jets teams to the title game, or Testa Verde, yeah. or whatever boring-ass Jets quarterback that was. It's kind of similar to Eric taking Russ and putting him on his back and carrying him into the playoffs. I think, it, I, I think this organization is probably the one that you know, people really only associate success and demise to one person. I mean, really, anyone always talks about Russ. When, when they do well, you know, people are shocked that Russ is doing well. And when they're doing horrible, they're saying, you know, there goes Russ. Uh, Eric's really under the radar there. And yeah. Unique to their team. So I think, yeah, I think that Curtis Martin comp is spot on. That's pretty good. Um, so for, for Mike Powers, I've got a... Uh, Drew Brees is what I put out there. And I think as a kid, uh, Mike's career was pretty uneven. Um, he had some success, but largely, you know, it was kind of an afterthought. Somebody that uh, passed around between a few teams. And then all of a sudden, in recent years, he kind of grew up and turned into a force. And I think Drew Brees is pretty similar. Guy's a big, throwing up monster stats in New Orleans. But, you know, the guy wasn't that good in San Diego, and, and it wasn't a massive, like, free agent deal when he was available. And But now, the guy's got a proven track record of just being a fucking fantastic quarterback, despite some injuries and, and some bad luck. So, And they both got titles. Um, it just makes sense to me. What do you got for Dennis? Um, you know, for Dennis, you gotta, you gotta, you know, add some things together. Uh, just, I'm not sure if anyone in the league knows this, but, you know, I actually fractured my skull when I was four years old due to an errant throw by Dennis Powers hitting me in the head with a softball. Um, you know, the man's dangerous. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got several, um, you know, hit and runs in terms of hitting, uh, dogs in the neighborhood and, and probably people. Who knows? So you know, gotta gotta throw Dante Stallworth out there for him. <laughs> Shout out to Dante Stallworth. That's great. Uh, you know, I went a 
similar direction here. I put a Jim Ursay on him. Um, you know, guy's kind of a he's just kind of a crazy owner. Uh, I got all kinds of you know weird issues in the public eye. You know, he's got some legal stuff. He's got some DUIs. He's got some racist comments. He's got some drunken issues. Uh, he's a little frantic at the helm, and and I think that's exactly uh, the kind of Dennis Powers we're going to get if we could get him to be active in this league. I think he, he's hiding in the sidelines and behind the scenes, but if if we can shine a little public eye on him, who fucking knows what we're going to see? And and that's what I'd like to get done. So, you know, Dennis, if uh, if you're listening, aka Mike, if you're listening, you know, tell Dennis we need more out of him. We need we need some uh, activity out of him because it can only go wrong. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Okay, next on here, I got Matt and Brandon. And uh, I'll start with your brother. Um, so I slapped the Jeff Garcia tag on Matt Ryan. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, Matt, for, for all of his accomplishments and his hard work and his general commitment to the league, he just can't win over the public. It's like everywhere he goes, people are just ragging on him and uh, they're giving him a hard time and they're running him out of town. And, and and the narrative on him is generally poor and unfavorable looking backwards, despite the fact when if you look at his career on paper, it's a good one. You know, the guy's got nothing to be ashamed of, and, and the general public and the league is just smashing him at all at all times. Um, what do you think about that, Colin? No, I agree, and that's why I went with Jameis Winston for him. i, I got to throw him his, his hometown boy. Um, I think he gets a lot of flack that's undeserved. I think, you know, he's done he's done great things. He did great things at Florida State. He came in his rookie year. He won the Pro Bowl. Uh, he, he made the Pro Bowl, sorry. Um, and I just think that, you know, when he does well, nobody says anything. But every time he, he fucks up, people are, are on him. And I think that Matt is, you know, he's a talented guy. But I think his biggest strength is his ability to, you know, defend himself because he's defending himself at all times. I think that I think that uh, he does things. It's almost like he's a masochist. He asks for it. He does things like drafting Tony Romo when he's out for ten weeks, just so that he can preemptively defend that it was a decent pick. Um, he, he's most comfortable when he's defending himself, and I think he thrives in that nature. I think that's Jameis Winston is a comeback guy. I think that's uh, that's my pick for him. I like that. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, you got anything for Brandon? Uh, Darren Sharper. Oh, all right. Well, uh, let's move on. self explanatory. Um, for Mario and Jimmy, I got, uh, Marvin Harrison and Chris Carter, respectively. I think Mario is just a lunch pail, fucking fantastic guy. I'm not talking about Marvin Harrison who killed a guy in Philly. I'm talking about Marvin Harrison in his heyday with Peyton Manning. And then Jimmy is just a loudmouth guy who had a little bit of success and has made a whole career off of just talking about those few touchdowns he caught. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of went, I, uh, you went, you went blue collar. I'm going white collar on these guys. I'm going Drew Rosenhaus for Virginia Fisher. Not technically a football player, uh, but he, he made deals with them and he's, you know, he's trying to swindle you. You know it, but he's very good at it. He's, he's very personable when the, in his text messages, the way that, that he tries to do it. But, you know, if you're smart enough, you know that he's really just trying to swindle you. You can't trust him worth a lick. Uh, but he's good at what he does um, in general. And then, in, in order to have to be partners with someone like that, you got to corral him in. Um, you have to be a fantastic coach. So I'm going Bill Belichick on Mario. Now, again, I hate to compliment uh, anyone in this league, but you see, you know, 
every single person he's drafted, no matter who it is, Mario's like got a got a scouting report on him on a piece of paper. He knows everything about the guy, and uh, so from from the scouting perspective, from ability to corral, uh, you know, a crazy partner, he's got everything Belichick has. Um, and he's got a solid record under his belt. Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, you know, I, I can't argue with any of that. Um, what do you got for uh, Vanish and or Zach? Um, Vanish, I'm going to go Josh Freeman. Oh goodness gracious, um, that is painful. Okay, for Zach, I put a Thomas Davis comp on him. Um, guy's got a promising career. He, he loves the game. He, he knows what he's doing out there. He's got all pro, uh, you know, performance in him. But he just keeps shredding his ACL right at the jump. Um, Thomas Davis is like three or four ACL surgeries in, and and I don't know if Shap, and who's recently suffered his latest ACL surgery in the form of Adrian Peterson and uh, Aaron Rodgers' slow start, and even though he'll probably beat me in fantasy this week, um, I'm not sure he can survive it. But if he can, all the power to him. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we get to you, and I got what I know you're going to like, Donovan McNabb. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Because there's no other player in the history of NFL who had more to say about the lack of respect that he gets nationwide and from his hometown fans and from his peers than Donovan McNabb. Now, you and Donovan both had very successful runs at certain points in your career, uh, a lot of high performance, lots to be proud of, and, uh, and, and it, but it seemed like that was never enough to win over the public. Um, you know, what do you think about this? You want to know the difference between me and Donovan McNabb? Sure. I won a championship. Eh, uh, you know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. And it, Donovan uh, ran. Donovan, ago, so. Donovan won like five straight NFC championships. Okay, I won. You know, I won. I won the big one. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I got for Bob as well, because I, I think it's just only right that I throw all the Ryan family comps out here. Dennis Green, old school, <laughs> loud mouth, crazy man. He's got a lot of ridiculous opinions. He's well-respected within the game, and I think a lot of guys in this league would like to be partners with him, and a lot of guys would like to play for Dennis Green. But at his advanced age, nobody's really sure what he's got up his sleeve at any given time. All right. Um, you know, all right. And then uh, what do you think about that? I'm, I'm going to stick – you know, I, I'm going to go uh, – I think he's, he's legendary coach, but, but he's on the, older, on the older spectrum. I'm going to go with John Madden. Um, you know, he's – He's a very knowledgeable. Uh, you know, he's a legend around here, uh, but he's you know he's losing his mind. That's just okay. That's all I gotta say about that. Okay, let's let's keep it rolling then. I like that. Um, Kevin Airy, I put a Matt Ryan the quarterback tag on him because I think he's so universally beloved as a person, despite the fact that you know, hey, he might he could might or might not be a scumbag underneath all of it. I don't know. The jury's still out, but he's so universally beloved as a person. And his character is so high that he's just constantly overrated. That uh, Kevin Aaron yeah, has I, nothing I, to know, show for his fantasy acumen, and but it, people just love the guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. I, I you know I don't really agree with you on most things, but you know if there's anybody in our league who's similar to Matt Ryan, it's Kevin Aaron. Yeah, I think I think it's a good comp. Um, and for his partner, I threw a Freddie Mitchell tag on him. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that needs too much explanation, but I think everybody at home knows why. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, he was the people's champ. 
Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what we got next. Uh, the champs, Jake and Connor. Um, I put uh, Kaepernick. For who? For Jake? Jake? I put a Sebastian Janikowski comp on him because he's a drunken idiot, and I just assume that would that'd be enough. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, Kaepernick, Sebastian Janikowski. So what'd you, what'd you, you put for Henderson? Um, you know, for Henderson, I have I have Blaine Gabbert because for how how boring and just vanilla and bringing nothing to the table and disappointment, he's still he's still the one doing the main contributions over his arrogant teammate. Okay, I'm, I dig that. I gave him a I was a little more generous. I gave him a uh, I gave him a Russell Wilson comp because his first few years in the league were electric, but all of a sudden. Jake comes to the draft solo, wins a title, and you're not really sure exactly how good Connor is anymore. Um, I think there's a lot of doubt. There's been a lot of doubts been seeded in his legacy. Um, and then uh, next we got House and Fortune. What do you got? You, either one of them you got something good for? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pair them up as Nick Fairley and Indominus Pursuit. Um, wow. I think if there's anyone you want to bring to a bar fight or in a dark alleyway, I want those two guys. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be facing them on the football field. I don't, I don't want to get my head stepped on or my, my groin stepped on. Um, talented, burly, um, but you know what? Uh, if you're going to cheat off someone in a math test, it's not going to be these guys. I, I like it. That's pretty good. I had, uh, um, I had Teddy Bruschi for Haas because he's just been riding Fortune's coattails into a career. And uh, kind of like Teddy Bruschi in the Patriots Championships and is now announcing gigs. And I had Frank Gore for Fortune because every time you write him off, the guy just keeps plugging away. You keep talking about how he's done, and he just keeps getting it done. Um, okay. Then uh, what do you got for uh, Tyler Cromie? Um, you know, for Tyler Cromie and, and Breeze, I've got the um, irrelevant Gronk brothers. Whoa, that is a dirty comp right there. I don't know if either of those guys deserve that kind of slander, but then again, they've been horrible for years. I put a, I gave Chromie a little Bruce Arians comp, so thinking the guy's been, you know, Bruce Arians is like 65 years old. He's been coaching for 50 years, getting no love, just being under the radar, and then all of a sudden they gave him a chance to shine, and... And, he, and he's, he's blossomed, and I think that might be what we're seeing here with Tyler um, and his, his year at the helm without Brees at the draft. And for Brees, I kept it lefty and slapped a Matt Liner tag on his face. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this makes sense. Just nothing but disappointment and, uh, and, and failure, and despite his old pedigree, and I think the early years of the SBFFL are very similar to kind of a college career where it was a lower standard of competition, there were less people in the league, a smaller pond, and Brees had a couple good years when we were all, like, 11, and, uh, you know, he's still kind of getting drinks bought for him at the bar on the backs of that performance. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that as well. What uh, what do you got for uh, Mr. Haas and uh, Sean Ryman? Um, for, for Ryman, I've got Tad Ochocinco. I think he's past his prime, and he's washed up. He's also uh, he's a lead singer of a band, so he's got to be a diva. You know, I haven't uh-huh. spent enough time with him, no doubt. Uh, but you know, you can just tell. You can just tell that you know, he when he's not getting the ball, he, he's complaining about it. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was complaining about not getting to hold the bid card the entire time at the draft. 
and uh, Mr. Haas refused to give it over to him. Okay. Uh, he even he phoned in. He phoned in a friend. You know, he it was all you know. It was all about it. <laughs> I I don't think it's a bad one. I uh, I put a Brett Favre comp on Sean Ryan because I think he's uh, in this league. You know, he he's not nearly the oldest guy in the league between Haas and, and Mr. Uh, Papa Haas and, uh, and Dennis Powers. But he he and kind of acts, and <laughs> and Fortune, who could be any age. Uh, we still they're still waiting for his birth certificate in the uh, Flemington tournament for Little League uh, as a twelve year old. But he acts like he's one of those like old, you know, kind of crusty. Hey, you know, back in my day, we did it right, kind of guys, and kind of like yeah. Brett Favre was, and you know, refusing to mentor his younger Aaron Rodgers, you know, stuff like that. And uh, he's just got a lot of opinions. He's not afraid to tell them to you. Uh, but for Mr. Haas, I threw out a Jeff Saturday comp. You know, I don't know if he's the kind of guy who's going to carry the franchise for you, but he's part of a winning recipe. And if you get the right pieces around him, you know, he's just a rock-solid foundation. Yeah. Uh, I went the other way with him. I'm going Antonio Cromartie. I mean, how many kids did this guy have? You know, three? That's a really good question. Yeah. How many kids? Get real. How many, how many does he have that we don't know about, you know? And does he know their names? I don't, I don't know. How many people in our league is he the father of? That's a great question. We're going to have to get to the bottom of that at some point. Maybe we'll have him on, and uh, we'll see if he can name them all, um, you know, backwards. We'll have to do paternity tests. Yeah, we, we might. Um, so what do you got? Last team, new guys, Danny Miller, your boy, longtime friend and neighbor, uh, Jared Clay. Uh, for Jared Kling, uh, you know, I'm going to go, um, going to go respect for the veteran. I'm going to give him Pat Tillman. You know, probably the most, he's the most respect, respectful guy in the league. He went overseas, you know, protected our rights to, to play fantasy football. And then, uh, somehow got paired up with, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins Miller, um, who, uh, you know, probably, I, I'm pretty sure he's the only guy in the league with the DUI. Wow. Shout out to him. I feel like yeah. that's probably not true. I feel like there's got to be somebody else who has one. Um, yeah. There's just no way we've made it this far without with 32 guys. In fact, guys. Bob Ryan was actually arrested for Grand Theft Auto. Wow. That's nice. I want to get arrested for Grand Theft Auto. Whether or not I do it, I'd like to get arrested for it. Um, all right, well, for these two, I put uh, Danny Miller. I gave him a Brock Osweiler comparison after I saw Brock's future performance on Thursday night. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's he's he's... He has a little bit of a pedigree from his past years in the league, and that got him some status that he just doesn't seem to have grown off of. You know, this is a new franchise. He's back. He's at the helm. And I'm just not sure he's ready. I mean, maybe we rushed him. Maybe we thought, you know, he's been in the league before, and he's such good friends with everybody that he was ready for the big times, and maybe he's not. And a similar storyline, I put kept it uh, similar. I gave Jared Kling a Jared Golf Comp. Um, he's being overshadowed by some other rookies right now. We haven't really seen much from him, um, and frankly, I, I'm really not sure what to make of it. Um, you know, is he going to be a franchise guy and, and, a, and one of the better league members we've got, or is he going to be a you know kind of a turd and we're going to have to get rid of him in a year or two, and, and we're just going to be complaining about all the other guys we passed up on to get him? I would be. So this is a partnership where I am uh, most curious to see the text message between them on like on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, 
I think there's probably five or six teams that, that I think would be fantastic to get a transcript of those conversations. These are up there at the top. We may uh, have to start a new thing. Tell me what you think about this. New league rule that I text you and you have five minutes to send me a screenshot of your most recent conversations with your partner. Yeah. And then I, we I think post them. Inside, inside look at the league. I think that would be good, like a little, yeah. I, I think that would be awesome. Uh, I'm very curious to see Matt. And Matt and Brandon, I think, would be funny because both are extremely stubborn and difficult yeah. uh, to shake from their ways. Um, I think, you know, the amount of auto-correcting between Juan and Garrett must be astronomical because I don't think either of them had went to English class in high school. Yeah. Um, so know, maybe, we'll, maybe Garrett, we'll go that route. Garrett and Danny, like, I don't even know if they even have each other's phone numbers, to be honest. Yeah, uh, they may not. They they may be communicating like via Facebook message, which would be really. And then if you you look at you look at me and Bob's text messages last Sunday morning with me saying, "Dad, you know, please tell me who to start." You know, Corey Corey Coleman, Isaiah Crowell, or Eli Rogers. I can't make a decision. And he told me, you know, whatever, whatever. And I said, no, you need to tell me. And he said, whatever. <laughs> and I started Eli Rogers. We still pulled a victory, but we lost out on about twenty nine points because of it. I picked either of them. I could have picked Adam Humphreys, who got a solid eight points. Shout out to Adam Humphreys. Shout out to so him. I, you know, underrated. I think we need to expand. We need to expand to eighteen teams so I can compare somebody to Adam Humphreys. I think you're absolutely right, and we should. Um, all right. Well, you know what? I got to run. This has been a fucking fantastic episode. I got league member Kevin Andrew coming to visit out in LA. Um, so maybe we'll we'll have we'll film a pot with him while he's out here or something like that. But uh, it's a pretty good showing, Jim. Um, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, some guys come on and they get nervous and we film a shitty 30-minute episode, but you're not that kind of guy. You came in with the flames, and, and I think we'll have to have you back on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll definitely love to get back on, and, uh, and thanks for having me. And uh, everyone on the weekend, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> fuck you all. Play the tuba. Can you hear me? No, I, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission is a scumbag.